Welcome to the Launch Your Box podcast with weekly tips, tricks, and strategies to start, launch, and grow your subscription box. Now, here's your host, Sarah Williams. Welcome back to the Launch Your Box podcast. I've got Ryan here from Logistics, and we've just been talking a little too much before we started recording because it's easy to talk to Ryan, but today we're going to talk to Ryan about his fulfillment center. So Ryan, why don't you just introduce yourself? Tell us, give us a little bit of background in your subscription box knowledge, and then let's jump into what Logistics is. Yeah, sure. First, thanks for having me. Always nice to chat with you, Sarah. So yeah, so I actually started Logistics about two years ago. I have been in supply chain for about 20 years now and have led some major corporations, supply chains, just from design, implementations, all that kind of thing. Also, I've worked on the solution side on a contract basis. And then I finally decided that I wanted to step out and kind of do my own thing. I did at that time already have a subscription box. It was a health and wellness box, which I have since sold. I sold that in September of last year, but I knew I wanted to do the fulfillment on my side. So I started the fulfillment center, started out with about 20,000 square feet. We added an additional 15,000 square feet last year. So right now we've got 35,000 square feet in Indianapolis. And we really do focus mostly on subscription box fulfillment. Like that's our niche, which you'll find if a lot of people go out and you start talking to like the ship bobs and uh, the ship monks, that's really not their niche. Their niche is high volume, direct to consumer e-commerce fulfillment, right? Yeah. I offer that as well. We do, we, do, we do have clients for that as well, but I'm not competing with them on those types of services. You're right. They've got six or seven fulfillment centers across the US. You know, they're all regionally centered. They can do all the good stuff that you need for high volume e-commerce. As we know, subscription boxes are a totally different animal, right? Completely. <laughs> <laughs> and you want somebody that you can know and trust to touch your baby and actually kit it each month and put it together. We know how important presentation is to the customer when they open it, right? So by me having two subscription boxes, so I should, I should announce I do have another one that I started back in October of last year with a couple of partners. I really know the ins and outs of the subscription world. And from my previous experience, rising through the corporate world, I know logistics and supply chain, like the back of my hand. So we have a really unique kind of, you know, coming together of, okay, we know the fulfillment side of things. We got that down pat. I also know the subscription box side of things. And it's been a really good relationship with all of our partners that we bring on, on the sub side. They really enjoy it. And then they get their free time back. And that's really what they're looking for the most. Yeah. And and we're going to talk about that a little bit more in depth, but it's interesting how you've just taken like these pieces from both of your experiences and you've welded them together and you've meshed them together really nicely because you're right. If you're not a subscription box owner, it's not just stuff in a box and someone that does fulfillment for e-commerce, it's just stuff in a box. It's not that way for a subscription box and especially not the people in my audience. So I do want to clarify a couple things really quickly as we get started, because somebody might be listening right now. They don't even know what a fulfillment center is. They may not have even heard of that. So could you, could we break that down for them and tell them like, what exactly is a fulfillment center? Sure. So I'll give the kind of the difference between a fulfillment center and maybe like a warehouse that somebody that has just started out and maybe looking to rent or do a sublease on. So essentially the fulfillment center is under total control by my team and my company, right? Versus a warehouse where you could just go and rent some space. Now, the pros and cons of that, when you rent a warehouse, you're paying for that entire space. You're paying for the rent, the utilities, all the overhead labor, right? And a lot of times with subscription boxes, 
you really just need them for a big pocket of time in the middle, right? For like three or four days to get your kidding and fulfillment in. You may be receiving things throughout it, but it's just sitting there waiting for your batch shipping, right? So the advantage of the fulfillment centers, one, obviously I have all the space in the world. I've got the racking, I've got the pallet storage to, to hold all of your goods ahead of time. And then two, it's, it's laid out a lot better, right? I've got tons of different packing stations. I've got employees that all they do all day long is pack subscription boxes and they like it. <laughs> a lot of people don't like the packing part of the business. And again, we're doing it in the kind of the view of the customer, right? So each month we're working with our partners to get, hey, how do you want this box to look? It isn't just send us your eight items and we'll figure it out. We're like, we're doing videos for them and saying, hey, here's your, how's your box looks? Anything you want us to change? If not, we're going to move on to mass assembly, right? So there's a yeah. lot of that back and forth. And so to answer the question, kind of long-winded, it's really a liability thing, right? You don't want to have your warehouse space unless you truly need it and can maximize all your square footage. And it's really hard to find the right square house footage right now in America. Yeah. And, I, and I think we could talk about that a little bit because I do have my own warehouse. And you're right. It's that kind of beginning of the month that we're the heaviest with getting our subscriptions out because that's where the payment lands and where our ship dates are. And so what do we have to do for the rest of the month to one, keep my employees busy? Because if you just had an employee employees for one week out of the month, they're not really going to stick around too long. So how do you keep your employees busy? How do you utilize your space all the time? So it's just not wasted. And I think that we do a good job of that because we have a part of our warehouse that looks like a little shop actually, so they can come act- come shop. And then we have e-commerce on the back end of our s- subscription box. So we are fulfilling orders every day. But if someone just has a subscription box and even even if they do a little bit of e-commerce having some place that would fulfill your shipments where you didn't have the rent and the utilities and the labor that's the cost but it's also the headache it's the headache of managing all of that managing the people and the products and the place and the space all the time. And if that's not something you want to do, there are options for people. There's probably a lot of people right now that are fulfilling their subscription boxes in their home. And that works wonderful when you're starting out. But when you start to grow your box, like everyone hopes to do, you get to a point where you either have to rent a space that you just said may or may not be set up efficiently for you to really run your subscription box or you need to look at having a fulfillment center that can do it for you. And I don't want to overshadow here the fact that let's talk about life with a fulfillment center as a subscription box owner, because that's a, that's a big deal, especially if you've been fulfilling your boxes month after month after month. Let's think about the time you're going to get back in your life. You get to be the person that works on the business instead of in the business. You know, we had this discussion in our group just yesterday about, you know, I work from home and I really need help, but I don't want somebody in my home. And that that's a problem. And that's a big deal for people. So how do you get help without having to bring people into your home? Even if you have a basement or a space that is big enough for what you're doing, you may not want people in your home like that. So fulfillment center is a great answer to a lot of those issues that you're facing, especially as you grow, because you don't have to manage the people. Ryan's going to handle that. You don't have to be there when the shipments show up. They're going to show up at Ryan's place. You don't have to deal with getting everything packed. You don't have to, you know, you're not shuffling all that stuff around. Sometimes it's a pain for people to do it out of their house, right? Yeah. When I first started and I, you kind of hit the nail on the head, Sarah, I think everybody should do self-fulfillment at first. It's, Mm -hmm. it's wildly valuable. You learn so much about 
the box, the construction, what works, what doesn't work, make tweaks here and there. You can perfect it by doing it yourself for the first six or 12 months. But I've not met one partner yet that hasn't got to the point. If, if you know, if it's growing, you get to that point where it's like, I've got to stop this. I actually want to keep it growing. And if I don't, I can't. Right. Yeah. So it's almost like it becomes almost a necessity of outsourcing it in some form or fashion. I'm not saying you have to use a third party fulfillment center, but to be the brand owner and then also the operator is very difficult long term. I, I also outsource, you know, customer service after six months, 12 months. Again, it's incredible to do it at first. You can get so much incredible customer feedback. And we made so many changes to our, our offerings. Then it was repetitive and it was the same types of customer service inquiries. And I was like, okay, I can pass this off to a VA, right? And that opens up five hours a month now for me to focus on growing my business. And it's the same thing here. Yeah. It, it allows you to really step into that role as the founder, as the CEO of your business. And, and, and you don't no longer have to be the laborer of your business and you don't have to manage all of those logistical pieces that really take a lot of time. And it might be a concentrated time during the month, but you're losing that chunk of the month that you could be marketing or you could be curating the next box or you could be de you know, designing or whatever it is that you do. You lose that chunk of time every single month when you are the one fulfilling your own boxes. And so I think that the benefits of having a fulfillment center are really amazing and people should really make it a true consideration when you're ready for that. When you've outgrown your space, you need to weigh that versus having your own place and, and keeping all of that operating. You know, that's going to be in your head all the time. If you had a fulfillment center, you could really let go of those things, knowing that somebody was taking care of all those things and you didn't have to worry about them. And then it's conversations with your team, Ryan, of here's what I've got going on. Here's what's coming in. Here's how I want it packed. Here's when it needs to go out. And, and you could feel confident that somebody understands what you're dealing with as a subscription box owner, knowing that you do this for so many subscription box businesses in your own fulfillment center. Yeah. So I think, I think the thing there too is, is at first it's very uncomfortable to let go of your business, right? It's, it's very, especially in subscription world. It's your baby. Yeah. <laughs> you got five subscribers or, or 500 subscribers. You've built this thing. It's yours. You love it. You own it. But the good part is, is once that transitions, it, if you find the right partner, it can be the same. You know, it's hard that first week or two, right? It's like sending the kids off to college. It's hard that first week or two. <laughs> but then mom and dad are enjoying it, kicking their feet up. Like there's going to be a little bit of that. Like we haven't had one customer or part, I just always say customer, partner that we've ever partnered with on the subscription side that has said, let me take that back. <laughs> I want that back actually. It's never happened. Um, so give it's, me it's, all that work back to do. I've, I'm spending too much time in the pool. Go ahead and, and send right. that back to me. <laughs> And, and one thing I'll touch on, I may be hopping a little bit out of order here, but you, we have such deeply discounted shipping rates as well mm -hmm. because we have so much volume, right? So if you're just a subscription owner at home and shipping off a pirate ship or Shopify and using their shipping, yeah, there is some discounts there. I have much deeper discounts because I'm shipping 20,000 boxes a month, right? Across 24 different partners. So my buying power is just a lot more, which is something most people will not be able to emulate. So at that point, it's like, okay, I can actually get cheaper shipping which helps pay for the cost of the fulfillment, right? Yeah. So we've had customers actually make money by moving to us because the shipping was two fifty or three dollars less per box, and our fulfillment fee for them was two or two twenty five. <laughs> yeah. So they're not having to do the work; they're paying the same amount of money, and they've got all this free time. Let's dive into that. Let's talk about the cost involved in a fulfillment center because I really think that that's 
part of the reason that people don't look into that because they think they can't afford it. So let's yeah. just break that down for them. Okay, so we do very common in the industry, which you'll see, we do the same similar type of pricing structure. If you have 500 boxes or less, we do $2 up to the first six touches, and I'll define touches here in a minute, Okay. and then 10 cents for every additional touch. If you're over 500 boxes, that's the same fee structure, but it's up to eight touches. So you get two additional touches, right? Um, so as you scale and get larger, obviously just with anything in the world, right, that did buying powers better. So what a touch is defined is, is pretty much any labor movement that I have to have my warehouse team perform to make the box. So touches could be a box, could be tissue paper, crinkle, insert a products, um, marketing materials, shipping label, um, if there's any special type of taping or anything like that, right? Or even the, we do have some boxes that have like side work as well, which is like mini assembly. Mm -hmm. um, we don't do everything, but there's certain things we will do, like take three pieces and put them into a baggie or something like that. Yeah. Um, so all of that is considered a touch. So typically most of our partners pay anywhere between $2. Cause we have some that just hit that two, that six or eight touches between two and $3. And that really depends on how complex your box is and how many touches there are. Right. We yeah. have one, we have one partner that has four touches. We have another partner that has about averages about 20 to 25 touches a month. So obviously, you know, their, their, their structures are different because this one takes a lot longer to make one full box. Right. Uh, so it's really just matching the labor to the effort needed to get those boxes completed. Okay. So it, let's get, let's just give a scenario. Let's just take my box, for example. Yeah. So I have five items in my box. That's five touches. Yep. And then I have the box to fold the box itself. Yep. And then I don't use tissue or crinkle paper. So I'm going to have an you insert. Save, you just save some money. You just save some money, girlfriend. Oh, I save some money on the supplies and the packing. <laughs> and I actually say, don't use that unless you really need to. Unless, a you, lot unless of people, you need to protect something. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. if you're just doing it for looks, we can get creative enough to make your box tight enough where you don't need to be paying that. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. So then my inserts make that seven. Yep. Is that it? Um, you would then have close the box, which is not a touch. We, <laughs> we have to close the box anyway, and then shipping label. So if we're putting onto a shipping label, that's one touch. So you would have so eight. That's eight. Okay. So, and I have more than 500. So subscribers. So if you were doing eight touches for my box, it would cost two bucks a box two bucks per box. Yep. And the, and the good thing is too, because you know, a lot of, a lot of different owners out there do have different number of items per month, right? Mm -hmm. And even the number of touches, the way you kind of look at them can be different per month. We can go through, we have a shared Google sheet for all of our clients, right? It's an individual sheet, partner to partner. And we have literally everything on there. We can go through and tell you exactly month by month what your box is going to cost, right? It's all, I mean, you've got your pricing. So it's whatever you want to put in your box, right? Definitely. If you want to put six things, you know what it is. If you want to put 26 things, that's fine as well. But at the end of the day, you'll always know what your pricing is. There's no hidden, there's no, you're not going to hit with a, with a bill at the end after you get done shipping them all out. Okay, here's your bill. You're going to know up front, but yeah, let's. Right. So let's go back to my box because you know, because we've had this conversation before, my box is a little complicated. Um, sure. I have size variations. So how do you handle like sizing? Yeah. So we actually have another one that's just starting uh, soon. So I'll just say it's a fireman box. Um, and, but it does have a t-shirt in it each month. Um, yeah. So it has small, medium, large, it's not extra large. I think it has four, five, X, double XL. So five different sizes. On those, essentially, we work with a partner just to make sure we have everything batched up in ShipStation, right? Mm -hmm. So like, say say he had 500 subscribers uh, and say it was 100 for every size. 
we would okay. say, hey, we need you to go in there and batch your 100 clients by small, medium, large, extra large, double XL. And then as we're building those, we just do them in waves. So if you didn't have a variation, normally we build about anywhere from 200 to 400 boxes per wave. Okay. If you do have a variation, we have to do them smaller. We, we would just do smaller waves, knock out all the smalls first, get those shipped, then the mediums and the, you know, that way we're not mixing sizes on the same table. Yep. I got gotcha. you. And even aside from sizing, we, we do have some other partners that just do, they're through Crate Joy and they, they use their variation tool, right? Which you can offer variation. So some months they have a different type of soy candle and some months they have a wax candle. Okay. So it's the same process though. It's just like communications key, right? Yeah. Well, what we don't want to do is get those switched to any, <laughs> any cost at all. So our communication is very, very strong with our partners because we want to make sure we're getting it right from the first time. Yeah, I like that. Do you ever do any... Uh personalized boxes, custom boxes like mine. No. <laughs> mine might throw you through a loop. You're going to say, Sarah, keep your warehouse. <laughs> you have to move all your stuff to me. You're going to come out here and show me for a few weeks. But no, we don't. We don't do any like monogramming or customization or anything like that. Now we do obviously do like customer appeasements, right? So if something broke in transit. So we have one client that uses a lot of glass and her ratio is still very, very low, but occasionally you're going to have something break, right? Mm -hmm. So when it breaks, we can kind of do that and put an extra item with it, kind of like, you know, sorry for the for the issue, things like that. Uh, but not like on a mass level, aside from like sizing and variation, but not like, I'm going to pick all 15 things in this box and this person picks 15 different things in this right. box. Right. But if there's like, I have an upgrade to my box, you could separate those in ship station, just like you said, the way you do the sizing and say, okay, everybody without an upgrade, we're going to batch here. Everybody that has this added item that is the upgrade, we're going to batch and pack here. So you can kind of um, structure that and, and do those in your waves that yeah. you, so that you make sure everyone's taken care of and you don't have issues with that. Yes. And, and it's very transparent as well, because we, we, we create a ShipStation account unless if you don't have one. If you have one, we'll just do it and do admin. But if you don't, we'll create you one and then you have access and we have access. So it's not one of these black hole things where, you know, you get 500 orders in Subly or CrateJoy or Shopify and you're like, I don't know what's going on with them. You'll always see the status in ShipStation. And then once we ship it, we can either A, ship it and communicate right away to the marketplace, which some people want. Or B, we can kind of forward date things because those cheaper rates I did mention, it is a little bit of a slower service, but I'm a strong proponent of it's a subscription box. It renews each month. As long as you tell people when it's shipping and when it's supposed to arrive, they're fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just kind of keep that in mind. But I think about that $2 though. So I, I just want, yeah. I want all my listeners to really let that soak in. $2 a box. $2 a box covers your rent. You know, for me, if I have my own warehouse, so what's, what's the pros and cons? I got the rent, I got the labor, um, I've got the utilities, I've got the stress. And for $2 a box, I don't have those four things anymore. I, I have a partner that's taking care of a lot of the things that take a lot of legwork for subscription box owners. And for $2 a box, it feels pretty amazing that that is available to me. And, and even when you say I have 500 subscribers, that's a thousand dollars. I mean, let's just be honest. My rent right here is $5,000. So, um, I, I think that just, you, how much square footage do you have? I have 7,500 square feet. It's expensive. It's expensive. And then you yeah, have labor you're on the top anomaly, of it. Like you said, you're the anomaly because you're kind of using both sides of it and you're yes. doing really well with it like efficiently. Yes. 
but that is mostly not out there in the market. I mean, they cannot build warehouses fast enough. I was actually looking the other day just for some additional space because I've had some different bigger bulk opportunities, non-subscription related kind of come up. <laughs> Good luck. I mean, there is not space. And if there is, it's marked up 50% from where it was two, three years or ago. Or it's really junky and old and in a terrible part of town. Cause that was my struggle when I started looking too. I, my warehouse is actually a retail building. It's not is actually it? a warehouse. It's a retail building that had been empty for 10 years and we <laughs> turned it into our warehouse. Um, yes. So it is, it is a challenge. Uh, and here's the other thing that I think about when I think about small business owners, cause that's really, you know, what my audience is to have a, to sign a lease for five years oh, yeah. is, is re for $5,000 a month. Like that's a big, big commitment. And that, that could be really hard for someone to sit down and say, okay, I'm going to do this where it feels like if this is going to be sustainable, if I'm going to do this long-term, let me see if a fulfillment center is the way I want to go. Um, because the cost is not astronomical. The, the cost is so reasonable. Now I know there's some other costs involved. So let's just talk about those. Do you charge for you housing my product? So what happens if, what if in this month, you know, my product from two months from now shows up because, you know, we, we got to order stuff a lot earlier than we used to. Um, so what happens if that comes in early and it has to sit in your warehouse for two months? Yeah. So I'll try, I'll try to answer that two different ways. So, so the first thing being is if you're sending in stuff, that's going to go out that same month. There's no fee whatsoever. Okay. Receiving is free. As long as you're using our communication sheet that I mentioned earlier, that has all your items listed out. So my team can go in, identify the item and then confirm, yep, we got 500 because you're going to want that peace of mind too. So it's yeah. equally as equally as important for the owner versus less logistics, right? We both want that peace of mind. So there's no fee for that. Now, if you sometimes, uh, here's a good example, sir. A lot of people want to order a lot of boxes at once, right? Yeah, it's cheaper. it saves us money. <laughs> so if you want, and I've got excellent contact in China, everybody needs one, let me know. But anyway, if you order, say, 5,000 boxes versus ordering, say, 10 or $15,000 boxes, the pricing gets dramatic different. And it's actually cheaper to store them at my facility. So long story short, we charge $15 per pallet per month for storage. However, if everything that's coming in for that month, and we have some partners that do this, everything that comes in, everything that goes out, they never pay storage. <laughs> so again, that's a good thing about partnering with us. It's whatever you want it to be, right? If you if yeah. you want to order heavy or if you, get, you have to get something from China that you have to buy in bulk and you know the lead time's long and you're going to use it twice throughout the year, we can store that as long as the communication's good, as long as it's in this, this shared sheet that we can both monitor together, uh, we can do that no problem. I like that because you can really determine what works best for you as far as buying in bulk and having it sit there for a little bit or trimming down on that. But let's be honest, $15 a pallet, that's not very much either. So that much, um, no. it's most a great our, deal. Most of, our, most of our partners, honestly, only have about in storage because sometimes they have past boxes or leftover products. Most of our partners have anywhere between one to four pallets. So just to give you kind of a, a rough kind of a, a gauge, most people aren't, aren't storing 15 to 20 pallets of, of product. Now, if you needed to, I can, but most people <laughs> just, just use it. Me in my a, warehouse. <laughs> so I know you talked a little bit about this spreadsheet or this communication sheet that you use. Let's just walk through the process. So I got listeners listening and they're like, oh, this sounds amazing, Sarah. I'm going to call Ryan right now. What's the process for someone to get started and how does this work for them every month? So I call you and I say, I have a subscription box. I would love to start using your fulfillment center. What happens? 
Great question. So a few things happens. First, we have a call. I get to learn a little bit more about your business. And then you get to learn a little bit more about me and my, and, and my business, right? How we're going to work together, how we'll operate together. I would then, once I learn more about your business, send over that pricing proposal, which is going to match exactly kind of what we just talked about. And if you want, I can always give you, if you give me an example in month's box, we can always quote back exactly what it would look like. Because a lot of people, it's just, when you say $2 for six or $2 for eight, even though it's kind of straightforward, they want to see it on an actual example. Yes. We do that all the time. So I quote previous boxes. I also can do shipping analysis, where if you send me your pirate ship or Shopify shipping for a month, I can rezone it out of my zip code in Indianapolis mm -hmm. and show you your savings because you're going to get savings two ways. You're going to get savings from, I'm going to be more central than just about anybody. We're, we're in Indiana, right in the middle of it, which is a prime for shipping. And then two, because of that bulk shipping I mentioned earlier, we're going to have cheap, cheaper shipping rates. So I would get that analysis over to the partner. They would look at it. If they accept the pricing, then we would do just a formal contract. And then we would start working on like the implementation, which is usually with subscription box owners, it's usually a couple months out, right? You're yep. usually in the middle of it or like you've already ordered some stuff and it's at your house. Yeah. Yeah. You just want a clean month. So the one I mentioned, the fireman box, we actually signed that back in January. That's starting end of March. And we're doing everything now to get that in order. So what I've done is I've sent him our routing guide, which is branded. So you get a branded routing guide um, that looks just like yours. It just says, hey, send this to your vendors. That way they know how to ship to Logistics. It's pretty straightforward. It's mostly just like, here's how you label your cartons. If it's over 20 cartons, ship this way, you know, very basic routing guide. That way things come into as uniform and we can check them in quicker, right? Yeah, and yeah. update the partner. And then we'll work on the communication sheet that I mentioned, which that has multiple things on there. So that has multiple months of box builds. Every single tab is a box or, or a monthly build. It has your inventory tracking. So we keep track of your leftover inventory. It also has your returns. So if your RTS is return to senders, that's how we notify you. We have found that has cut down a lot on the back and forth email, right? Because we can all drown an email, right? Yeah, yeah we can. Google Sheet, it's a live document. They're in there inputting stuff. My team's in there inputting stuff and we're not tripping over each other. It kind of works like perfect balance. Awesome. Okay, so now I'm ready. I'm ready to, to let's get going. How many subscribers do I need to be able to, to use your fulfillment center? What do you require for me? What's like the minimum? Yeah. Great question. And we've actually taken this down recently. So it was 500 last year. This year, we're going down to like 250, 300. Because we've actually found we can kind of fit those in a nice wave and usually knock those out in one day, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of good fillers. We have other ones that are 5,000 boxes that we know is going to take, you know, four or five days and multiple people. Um, but we have also, we have the whole full spectrum of 250 up until, like I said, five, six, 7,000 boxes per month. So I'd say right now, a good number is 250. And if you're at 220 or 240, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so how many different subscription box companies do you fulfill for on a regular basis? So the, the number I gave earlier, the 20,000 is about the total boxes. I think, cause some of these are tricky cause some are e-com and sub. It's really how we have them in the system. I'd say it's around 20 to 22. And I, and I guess the big question is now, how do I get a hold of you? How do I get in touch with Ryan? If I'm, if, if I'm listening today and this sounds amazing and I really need this in my life, what's the best way that they can contact you? Yeah, absolutely. And I'll, I'll send some links that we can be shared afterwards, but you can go visit our website for one. It's just, I'll, I'll say it out loud and I'll spell it. It's, <laughs> it's lessgistics.com. So kind of like logistics.com, but it's lessgistics. So it's L-E-S-S-G-I-S. -S T-I-C-S dot com. 
Yeah, I'll put those in the show notes for you. But I, I do have one more thing that I want to ask you. And and I kind of ask all of my podcast guests, but if there's someone sitting there and they've been fulfilling their own subscription box for a while and they're trying to decide if this is right for them, what advice would you give them or what would you tell them to look at to make that decision? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. I think what I would do is say, interview, and this is me saying this, as I want your business. Mm -hmm. I would interview multiple third-party warehouses and fulfillment centers and find out if you're going to find out real quick who knows subscription boxes and who doesn't, right? We have kind of a vernacular little nomenclature amongst us where we just kind of talk in these terms. And if you're just talking to somebody that's trying to sell you on the, on coming into the warehouse, if they don't know subscription boxes right away, you're in trouble. So try to find interview multiple different parties outside, get different pricing quotes, and don't always just jump at the cheapest pricing because the service really matters as well, right? Yes. I would say to your point earlier, Sarah, e-commerce, jump at the cheapest pricing. It's it's all the same, right? Anybody can pick this widget, put it in a bag and ship it. Anybody can do that. Subscription box is a lot more <laughs> love making that takes time, effort, care. You're going to want to find somebody that knows what they're doing in that field, I think. I love it. Well, Ryan, this was such a great talk. And I hope that we gave our listeners just a bunch of information so they can really take a look at their business, their business model, the way that they're doing fulfillment and make some decisions that just feel good to them. So thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thanks so much, Sarah. I look forward to continuing to collaborate with you. And then if anybody needs anything, like you said, we'll have my contact information available. Yeah. Awesome. Have a great day. We'll see you guys next week on the LaunchBox podcast. If the idea of creating a subscription box is swirling around in your head, I encourage you to head over to launchyourboxwithsarah.com, get on our wait list, and grab some of our free downloads to help you get started. That's launchyourboxwithsarah.com.